journalists have come together to create an anthology of stories called La Brega, stories about the Puerto Rican experience. La Brega is a word Puerto Ricans use to describe a specific kind of struggle when you're grappling with a problem that you can't totally solve. And it also reveals something about Puerto Ricanness, their history, represent, and maybe their future. La Brega, a new podcast series from WNYC Studios and Futuro Studios, brings your stories about Puerto Rico told by Puerto Ricans, available in English and Spanish. Subscribe to La Brega wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. Welcome in. You may notice something different and... I'll tell you what, mm. it's not my buccal fat. It is not the buccal fat removal of Josie Tota. It is it someone is else. Sir Austin Crute will be joining our table. Yes, he yes. will. With, yes, um, with some of his pizzazz to fill in for our sweet best friend, Alicia, while she's filming in Puerto Rico. She left, she took a one-way ticket there and... We'll we never soon. know when we'll see her again. Mm. We don't know. Um, but in the meantime, Austin, how the hell are you doing? Welcome to Dare We Say, baby. Thank you. Eee! Thank you for having me. Yeah. I am so excited to get into all of it. Honestly, I'm going to tell you. Tell me. I am so nervous because <gasps> I'm just like, I don't think that I've ever been able to like have a platform to like be myself <gasps> and just say whatever. So hopefully y'all don't hate me after this, but I don't care. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, no one is going to hate you. If anything, I feel like we're going to have to, like, get you security to protect yourself. Because mm. everyone's going to want to be attached to you. Oh like, they're going to, like, be yeah. haunting you down and uh, trying we'll to touch you. But, touch I mean, you. I think, you know, we couldn't think of a better person to join us. Genuinely. For Thank this you. time. So we're so happy that you're here. Let's talk about the fact that we were very late today. We were very late today. So, uh... Josie texts me at 9 a.m. and she goes, are you going to be able to pick me up today? And I was like, well, of course, I'll pick you up right at 9.30. She's like, perfect, 9.30 comes around. I said, I'm leaving in a minute. And she said, no, your location's still at your home. And I go, no, I'm not, but I took five minutes to reply. And I started driving and she already left with Omar. Um, And Omar's like the older brother figure of everyone. And then we met on, um, what was it, Santa Monica Boulevard, was it? Yeah. And I park, not park, we're, we're on a red, red light, light. And she's right behind me. And all of a sudden, in my rear view mirror, I just see her get out of the car in the middle of traffic. Run. Run, open my door. And she's like, hey. And then I see Omar in the back being like, and then she checks her phone and she forgot her keys. So while I everyone- had my keys, oh, so I left Omar's car with the keys to it. Oh shit! And then everyone was going because the light turned green. And then she ran back, got it, and then ran back again. And it oh, was wow. just—it was crazy. It was honestly—it was really fun. Yeah, okay. And I was wondering, like, imagine if you just saw that on the street. Like, I wonder what they're thinking. They probably Would you do it I'm again. Like- <laughs> like a little spy or something. Like a little hit the and run. The bystanders. The bystanders. I love bystanders. They just watch you. I've always right. wanted to be on that show. What would you do? <gasps> What's oh, name? my God. Quinones. John Quinones. What would you do? Okay, so if you guys were a bystander and you saw someone do that, what would you do? Record it. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, hee-hee, that's so I'm funny. Like, oh, wow. I wonder what's going on in their life. They're the main characters. Okay. I feel like there's so much going on in the world right now, and I would be remiss if not to touch on, you know, some of the darker things happening and the amount of like anti trans mm-hmm. trans mm-hmm. hate in this world right now is 
honestly insane. Did you guys watch the clips from the Republican yep. convention? It's not even a convention. <laughs> it's not. Because they're not, they don't give kind. So it's a convention. Did you guys? It's a convention because it's they're all fucking cons. Yeah, I did. And it was, it, it, it made me nauseous because people actually believe what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's so dangerous and it's so scary. And the rhetoric that they're spewing is doing so much damage and so much harm. Mm-hmm. It's violence. It's violence. This awful person named Michael Knowles, which honestly sounds like it could be a really good like jewelry brand, like Knowles by Michael. Michael Knowles, like Kendra Scott, like Michael Knowles, you know? You can see it in the Westfield if you ever want to. Like like, at a Nordstrom. Exactly. He uh, said he called, he was calling for, and I quote, the uh, ratification. Eradication. Eradication. What does it mean to ratify? To like ratify (laughs) is to make it a bill. Yeah. Right? Ratify something into law. Yeah, ratify. (laughs) Kendra Scott and Michael Knowles (laughs) called for the eradication of transgender people. Bitch, where do you want everyone to go? (laughs) Which like, I'm not opposed to. Like, is there an island that we get the fuck away from all this. Like, where, I mean, it's nonsense. Is it, you know, eradicating us from work? Like, are we getting like. What's the eradication? Are like, we you guys. Like, just... unemployment. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't have to leave our house. Like, we just get to, like, sleep at home. Like, we could, we could talk about that, but no. Right. Um, Michael Knowles. So, also, Tennessee just signed a drag bill mm-hmm. that banned drag queen performances in public places and you would have to go you would have to make it like a you would have to document the place of work as Mm. like a uh, like a a sex work place which is like when that's not what it is and it's it like it criminalizes just existing as a trans person in any performance educational industry or in public so consider pride gone consider like any public also being in school yeah, yeah, like as it's a trans person. It's just it's dumb because first of all, like literally educationally, like you're erasing, you're literally trying to erase a whole group of people. Right. But then also, why is this the priority? Like why there are so many issues that actually threaten the well-being of children? Mm. Why is this where it's at? Drag queens have nothing to do with children. Right. And also, (laughs) Mississippi did the same thing as far as banning gender-affirming care for minors in the state. Like, I don't understand why people think that this is harming children. And that's why I love Jon Stewart. I was just in his Because he spoke about how literally, like, the leading cause of death in children is shootings, is literally, like, gun violence. It's not gender-affirming health care, which literally makes people— want to be alive and it's like for what why are you obsessed in mississippi like you're banning health care you think that's gonna harm your state bitch did you see bones and all what what was his name timothy chalamet no not timothy chalamet the The... old guy i'm like you know how many of those men are in mississippi (laughs) that is what you should be afraid of the men the straight cis men in mississippi not the health care and john stewart said it so perfectly when he was talking to oklahoma state senator nathan dom and he basically was saying why why are you so pressed about drag performers? And the senator said, well, because as a a government leader, it's our duty to protect children. He said, I'm sorry, what was that? 
Ooh. Your duty to protect children. What is the number one cause of death in children? And it's not car crashes and it's not cancer. Mm-hmm. It's firearms. He said, I'm going to presume you're going to say firearms. And he's like, that is not a presumption. That is a fact. That's a fact. And I think that type of journalism is something that we're missing so often today. And I'm so grateful for Jon Stewart because he he was sticking to the truth and the facts and was also being so persistent about it and not letting these monsters get away with saying harmful shit. Mm-hmm. And he also said, the, uh, the senator also said that there was um, a, the government's uh, prerogative or whatever to protect duty children. To protect, yeah. yeah, the government's duty to protect How children. Funny. And then after John Stewart said, oh, what was that? He said, oh, it's the government's duty in certain circumstances. I, 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 you I, just yep, said. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. You just took it from the big to the small. Is it or is it not? Why Why certain circumstances? Sir, what do you mean circumstances? Yeah, Right, what? okay, so in certain circumstances. You can't pick and choose. And this is a certain circumstance? Most of like the Republicans like entire party is supposed to be about small government and why are you literally trying to enforce and infringe upon people's rights when you're being so Mm. contradictory i mean here are a few things that have just happened over the past few months uh sebastian gorka ranted about repeat that last name (laughs) gorka okay ranted about uh, mutating boys and girls talking about gender-affirming health care. Yep. Former Vice President Pence, he accused an Iowa school nurse of handing out gender transition plans to children, which is like, no one's fucking doing that. What? Yeah, what? Like, and people are finding research on their own. No one's trying to shove transition down anybody's fucking mouth. Uh, and then Candace Owens encouraged the GOP to speak out on transgenderism, like as if it's Aww. a disease. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she planned to introduce anti-gender affirming care bill. She basically suggested Democrats wanted to get rid of gender. Which, well, gender is <laughs> a construct, so... Yeah, no one yeah. ever, right. no one is, ever said that, babe. That? She wrongfully, of course, blamed the internet and social media for making kids confused about their gender. Falsely claimed puberty blockers cause permanent damage and spread fear-mongering rhetoric about gender affirming care, such as that, which is like... Well, they, she also believes QAnon actually exists. So, and that like 9-11 wasn't real. And, and like the Sandy Hook shooting and was And that the farce. Holocaust was caused by aliens. Yeah, like this woman, she talks out of her ass constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not kidding you. And I know this is very depressing. But like, if she dropped from the face of the world, the world would be a better place. And people mm-hmm. like her, should they should be eradicated should from be eradic- this world. And I'm sorry, <laughs> I stand by that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to have like cohesive conversations with people like that. But then you see... John Stewart's interview. Right. And then I'm like, this could be a dialogue. Not a dialogue, yeah. but I think like a, a lecture. Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, what if the gender construct is dismantled? What are you afraid of? Like, what power are you going to lose if gender is you, actually dismantled? You lose the power. Aren't... That's the thing. The yeah. patriarchy loses the power. And God forbid they do. But also, right. I'm just like, nobody's trying to do that. People are literally just trying to get medicine so they don't, you know, want to not live on right, this earth. Themselves. And so that should be your main concern. And honestly, for me, it's like, I would rather be uh, sipping a fucking margarita in Palos Verdes right now. Please. With a taquito in one hand and a cigarette in the other. But here I am at a brown table having to speak about these things of, of my identity. And it's fucking annoying and it's fucking exhausting. But I have to do it because who else is going to do it if we don't right. do it, you know? Yeah. Right. But what I really want to see is the, you know, cis straight people mm-hmm. actually speaking about this kind of stuff because it's like, 
you know, until we have everybody speaking about it, mm-hmm. until we have people voting yep. with their heart and with, you know, compassion yeah. and honesty, we're not going to see a difference. We're yeah. All we're going to do is just talk about it and complain. And I want to be not doing that. So... I mean, I'd love to see people be a little bit more vocal. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously, we're all queer here. Mm -hmm. But the ones that aren't queer, I feel like it really has the most weight. Yeah. And all the men in my DMs, like... (laughs) Yeah, I will. I will literally. I will. It's the way you said all the men. Like, how are you going to be in my DMs but not be... In my protest, right? Whoa. Like that Whoa. makes say no that again. sense. Look at the camera and say that again. I'm nervous, but all that I'm gonna <laughs> say is that yeah, you know, show up and and, and just do something, do something about it because <sighs> I want to sit down. I'm yeah. sitting down, but like you know, no, what I mean? no, like no, it's yes. time for you to like live your life without the fear of living. Mm-hmm. We all have, you know, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so that's that. On to something more exciting. You see me in <laughs> the Murdoch murders. I've been so into this. I yeah, have been. watched every docu-series on this. The Netflix one, the HBO Max one. We were just watching this the other day and you were we taking are, Alicia's braids. Yeah, exactly. Oh so we were at Alicia's house, Alicia's house taking out her braids and we were just all, you know, cuddling and watching something really lighthearted as in the HBO Max series of the Murdoch murders. And so I just want to tell you a little bit about this because this is something so hot right now. And I think, not saying murder is hot, but I feel like that's so in right now. There's something so, so it's a trend. Alex Murder. <laughs> Alec, the twisting case engulfing the, the scion of a prominent legal dynasty in Low Country, South Carolina. And so his father was a massive prosecutor in the area. His father was a massive prosecutor in the area, and so on and so forth. So Alex had a wife, Maggie, and then mm. two sons, Buster and Paul. Buster and Paul. so yeah, already. And they look like the Aryan race. Like this is like the area right this is like every white supremacist dream family quite frankly mm-hmm. this is in they are all very weird people and the mm. murders start so early on so it starts off with the murder of Stephen and Stephen was a young queer boy in low country and he was um just living life he was re- he wanted to become a doctor oh. he had so many dreams and aspirations he was loved by his whole family he had a community he had friends he was he was a light in this world. And they found him um, in the middle of the road saying it was a hit and run. There was no car lacerations on him. It was a baseball bat to the head multiple times. Oh my and God. it was a hate crime because it was allegedly presumed that Buster and him were having a romantic <sighs> interest in each other in school because um, Stephen would tutor him after school because oh Buster God. needed help with school. And um, his friends found out and he was so homophobic and he hated himself oh, so much I'm that he, he he murdered Stephen and left him in the middle of the road. Um, and his whole family covered that up, okay? Buster is still free and out to this day. Fast forward to 2019, Paul, the youngest brother. He was 17 at the time, I presume. And he was out boating with his friends and he was an angry drunk. And he was like the angry white guy at USC that would punch holes in walls mm. and like say to his girlfriend, like you fucking whore, you cunt. And then the next day I'd be like, baby, come here. Right. You know? And you. so he was out boating and every, he was too drunk to even walk. And he was- Everyone begged him not to take the wheel. Yeah. And they asked him, please don't drive. Please don't drive. And he kept doing it. He hit his girlfriend that night. You can <gasps> see all of this in the Netflix special. Um, or HBO series, and he was driving in circles. He was going in circles with the boat. Like doing donuts. Doing donuts what? in the water with 
and at two in the morning on a Sunday night. And then he was going so fast and everyone's like, Paul, 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 stop. And he hit the bridge. Everyone flew out of the boat into the water. Middle of the night, it was freezing. So there were passengers? Yeah, there were six of them. It was like a group of friends. It was all a group of friends, and they were all Snapchat videos oh, of this. Oh, it was like a yacht. Oh, my God. It was not a yacht. It was like a small little boat. Oh, Canada. Yeah. Like, the, so, like the meme uh, of the people on the boat that with the, with oh, the waves. I wish I knew. I don't know. I, I wish. wish. They, I don't think I'm on your wave. I'm not on. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not on yacht talk. So not yacht talk. So then day. after that, um, everyone got out of the water. There were lacerations. People were hurt. There were broken oh, bones, no. open wounds. But the person who was missing was Mallory, and Mallory was a young girl, mm. and she was one of their friends, and they couldn't find her. And immediately, everyone was screaming, and there's vo voice recordings of them saying, where's Mallory, where's Mallory? But he was just saying, hey, can someone call my grandfather? And the grandfather was the head prosecutor of the town. And so when the cops came, there's video recordings of him laughing. Ah! And him saying, him trying to talk with the Mallory's ah. boyfriend, and he kept saying, get the fuck away from me, you're going to hell. And when he went to the hospital, he was hitting on the nurses. I mean, hitting on the nurse. Yeah, yeah on the nurse. no remorse. Ew. And no remorse. He was, he was laughing, and the grandfather went up to all of the people on the boat and said, I'm your representation. And they were like, no, you're the fucking, you're not. And the grandfather was telling the other people who were on the boat to not say that Paul was the one driving the boat and to instead say to Mallory's boyfriend, the boyfriend of the girl who died, you were the one driving the boat, right? And he was ah. like, no, I wasn't. And the grandfather, who was the head solicitor in the area, you know, this family is a prolific mm -hmm. family like, right. in law. Mm -hmm. They said, you were driving. You were driving the boat. Paul was not. Don't say anything about it. So no one said anything about. And they said, "Don't Paul say you don't know." Yeah. Say so they just said know. they don't know when the police asked them, "Who's driving the boat?" They said, "I don't know." What's interesting is a lot of the <laughs> men there were <laughs> like, "We don't know." The women were like, "Get the get this man out of my fucking room." Paul was driving the boat. Paul was driving the boat. Yeah. And so later on, um, they found Mallory's body. Um, she was in the water, um, and nothing came about it. When Paul went to court, they took his mugshot in the courtroom uh, hallway with his polo shirt, and he just left that day. And he was just living on his own. People were still partying with him. He just lived his life continuously. He went to college after that, mm, lived his normal life. And that's, once again, it. white privilege, patriarchal privilege, privilege in and of itself. And then, Except a lawsuit. And there are people that are literally on death row right now for crimes they did not commit. Correct. Literally. And like have to get whole trials done, appeals, and it's like it's as easy as the police looking the other way on a crime that didn't happen in order for people or, you know, people that are in jail for like marijuana, dumb stuff, stuff that's illegal. Yeah. For, yeah. you know, and then somebody actually does this and y'all gonna let that man run free, terrorizing the streets with his flirtatious weird ass. That's exactly why your stank breath ass is out here about to get whole incarcerated because we on your ass now. Yep. You're on Netflix, you're on HBO, we're on your dumb ass. You're on two streaming services, you must have done something fucked up. Yeah, and yeah. so... I mean, they're the epitome of privilege. Yep. Fast forward to 2021. 2021, Alex Murdoch called the police in a panic because he found his wife, Maggie, and his son, Paul, 
dead with gunshot wounds on his property. Mm. Huh. How co- fucking convenient. In the kennel. In the kennel. And so here's the thing. The dogs. Everyone, he kept saying that he had no idea. People were out to get him and his family after Mallory died and Stephen died, which is fucking interesting because I'd be on your ass too if that were my family or Woo! And so let's go to after six weeks, September 4th, 2021, Murdaugh is injured in a roadside shooting in Hampton County mm. because he said that he was shot in the head, which he was shot by his friend, Jim Griffin. He tells news outlets that Murdoch's black Mercedes-Benz SUV had a flat tire and he pulled his vehicle vehicle over when a pickup truck passed by, turned around, and a person inside opened fire. September 14th, 2021. Authorities allege that Murdoch arranged for a man to kill him so that his older son, Buster, could collect his $10 million life insurance that policy. Was that that yeah. was the shot on the side of the road. That was the shot on the side of the road. Um, September this 15th. is some gangland Yeah, stuff. and then September 15th, 2021, an attorney for Murdoch, Richard Harpultian, tells NBC's Today Show that his client was depressed and attempting to get off an opioid addiction that continued to consume him in the wake of his wife and son's death, which he fucking murdered, believing his insurance policy had a suicide clause. He also said that Murdaugh enlisted a man to kill him during a fake car breakdown. Murdaugh released a statement after saying that he has resigned from his family's law firm to enter a rehab facility, made a lot of decisions that he truly regrets. Does that, that does that include murder? The murder of your family? He does that include the cover up of the uh, countless murders? He was found guilty just this week of the mm. murder of his wife. Which is so rare that do we see the justice system do its job. Do its job, That yeah. this is a man with the utmost privilege in every capacity, in race, in class, and society. And at the end of the day, he had his day in court, and he got the justice served. So, Stephen, Mallory, and Gloria. Gloria was their maid, and she was found— yeah, the maid was also found dead at the bottom of dead. the staircase. <sighs> I'm All but they, also, they had a life insurance policy on her. And so when they killed her, they got the money. And then they sued themselves on behalf of the family without the family knowing. And this just goes to show how the justice system is so beyond flawed. And if you have any position of power when you are straight, cis and white and a male, you really can get away with murder and you can get away with anything. And it feels good to finally have him held accountable for his actions. But also I'm like, Buster's still living his life when Steven was dead. Yeah. Like Buster is still living his life and he is call he calls his dad every day in jail. They need to get Buster next. Okay. So, first of all, little fashion moment. Victoria's Secret okay. is back. Yep. Right. Now, this is after like four years hiatus. Um, we've all seen Miss mm. Rihanna Fenty's yep. com- uh, takeover of the lingerie makeup space. Lingerie with Savage Fenty and makeup with the Fenty line and skincare with Fenty Skin. I am a Fenty girl myself. Okay, girl. I got my Fenty on right now. Like my Fenty uh, moisturizer. Yeah. Um, and my, you know, I, I'm going to do the fat water, okay? I just picked up the Dark Spot Serum. I got the uh, the eye cream Ooh. now. I'm a Fenty. This is like, an ad for Fenty Skin. Fenty so out. Victoria's Secret you in the past has had backlash for yep. having mostly like only white models, only like bone 
thin models and 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 girl and it's just feeding into misogynistic uh the male gaze of like what women are and everything and it's only time will tell if they actually taking a stand and introducing actual inclusivity into their campaign because right now I don't know it is giving performative a little bit honestly I secretly wear uh, some Victoria's it's part of my smell it's part of my signature when you hug Austin you're gonna be smelling oh, I didn't know that wow that's a big reveal that's yeah. a that's a secret so yeah. Austin Crute wears Victoria's secret perfume uh, lotion lotion, Cocoa lotion. Oh I got it from god. my god sister she left it at my house one day and I was like oh my and god never this going smells back. so good I'm gonna get into this yeah Victoria's secret I feel like is definitely in a performative space but honestly only time will tell to see if they're actually inclusive because right now we're seeing thing. like one pick of everybody, like right. one person of color, of darker complexion, mm-hmm. one trans person, one here or there. My thing is like, if your entire rebrand is centered and based on diversity alone, that's not a rebrand. You're just being diverse or like attempting to yeah, be diverse. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That doesn't make you any better and any cooler or, you know, you're just catching up with the times. And honestly, I think it's, it's I'm so tired of Victoria's Secret. If, you know, if you ever talk to a surgeon, they tell you not to wear Victoria's Secret because it's painful and it's not good for you. Mm. Um, so I'm over it. I don't think it's that cute. I think there are much nicer brands than that. That being said, if there's campaigns who want us. That's what I was going <laughs> to go into. Well, that, that's what I was going to say to that because I, you see Bella Hadid, Paloma Alessar. You see... You know, so many different types of models and like Taylor Hill models and people who I really look up to in the beauty and fashion industry. And I'm like, well, you guys are a fucking sellout. But God, God damn, if they if Victoria's Secret asked me to be in a campaign, I would auga, I would do the same damn thing. Mm-hmm, right. Like, I would be a part of that, too. So call me a sellout because... Mm-hmm. You know, yes, it took four years to rebrand. I think the rebrand is bullshit because you have Fenty, you have Parade, you have Airy, you have so many different other lingerie and underwear brands mm-hmm. that, like, Victoria's Secret is, that's so last year. And they, you honestly, it's like a lot of these, the kids nowadays, they don't even understand, like, that show was so big. We still have memes and, like, reaction videos of people watching their wife go down the runway and stuff. When The weekend performed in Bel Hadid. Yeah, that yes. was, that's ingrained in my head. Um, the angels, they dropped the entire angels thing. They dropped all the angels. But I'm like, literally, that's how you know that you're not really on game. Because Ooh. if you, you could have just included other people to be angels rather than dropping angels all together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and I think getting he, rid of that. I think it was the CEO of Victoria's Secret or something. It was like, we don't hire fat people or trans people. Like, he literally well, she's said, going March like, 31st. awful shit. And like, I don't even know. So I think it's it's too soon to forgive. There are other stores to buy from. Mm-hmm. And that's that. And Fenty's just better. Fenty is better. Fenty's just better. So like, buy all from around. Fenty. Um, what, honorable the- mention, um, Shamaya Dewey Fashion. I, I think that's how you say it. Um, they have, they did the first ever UK line of clothes and fashion for little people. People under four feet uh, and 11 inches. So it's like, 
it was in London Fashion Week. And I think that that's so cool because that is an example of a fashion line that has purpose, that has intention, that is It's pushing boundaries. Pushing boundaries. Like, we've never seen that. I've never seen someone in a wheelchair going down the runway. I've never seen it before. Right. And so, that's incredible. And that's, that's just, really great. That's that amazing. is really refreshing to hear, honestly, Austin, because I was reading how in Milan Fashion Week this year, they had 77% less curve and diverse models than any other fashion week in all of the years. What is happening in And I was like, Milan, like, honey, you were so last year. It's London and Paris now, queen. Like, right. Milan can go fuck themselves, quite frankly. But Milan then you have, got good you have London, you have so many different types of models in Paris. Incredible Paris. Yeah. Milan. Um, <laughs> and next. Um, With the Oscars coming up, um, I feel it's only right to discuss this Chris Rock Netflix special, Selective Outrage. Um, Chris Rock is this special is very controversial mm-hmm. because he hit a lot of points. He was talking about cancel culture, talking about the state of comedy right now. And of course, he got into it about his altercation with Will Smith on the Academy mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say my two cents. I've been reading The Shade Room. I've been reading Hollywood Unlocked. I've been reading Baller Alert, Neighborhood Talk, everything that, you know, the cult, where the culture resonates. And a lot of people in the comments aren't feeling Chris right now. They aren't feeling like some of the things that he said. Um, well, okay. So, for example, one of the things that he said was he was watching, he, was, he watched Emancipation just to see Will Smith get whipped. Now, for me... Y'all can get mad at me. I laughed at that. I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny. What? Chris Rock descended from slavery. I'm descended from slavery. Everybody descended from slavery in the room. I thought that that was funny. Y'all got to understand. Now, listen, I'm going to defend Chris Rock. I'm going to defend Chris Rock just a little bit. Chris was slapped very hard. That boy was seeing stars while he was seeing stars. Oh, my God. Okay? He was seeing stars (laughs) on the Oscar stage. humiliated in front of the entire world. Like, everybody saw that. And he handled it so classy. I kind of handled it like that. I feel handled it very classy. He did not, like, after the fact, attack Will and make it this whole thing. He kind of just let the industry around him be like, oh, that was just so uncalled for. Oh, my gosh. Have y'all ever seen this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this ghetto activity that is on our Academy stage. Honestly, even the black celebrities coming out. I'm not going to call out no names, but y'all know who y'all are. Honestly, I feel like it was a little bit. Come on now. Like, y'all mm. are... I I will one day hopefully be in the Academy, you know, yes, talks yep. and this and that and the third. We not about to act like a couple years before that, Chris Rock was the host of the hashtag Oscar So White um, hashtag that Jada Pinkett Smith brought about to the Oscars. She's the one who even started the Oscar So White thing because Will Smith did not get um, nominated for like something that was that year, the Leonardo DiCaprio winning winning one finally that year. Um, so the Revenant it was, year. The Remnant year, yes. So it, it, the Revenant, the Revenant. So it was just, it, it's just interesting to me that people are more so concerned about how kind of like the victim of the situation is handling it. This is, this was his time. He waited until he had a special. Maybe the rest of people are over it, but he's not, obviously. He has some things to say and I'm going to let him cook and I'm going to let him do what he needs to do. And I thought it was funny. And, you know, 
That's a hot take. That's just that. That yeah. is a hot take. Listen, I love Will Smith. I love him so much. I've I always him loved him. I love and him a lot. Mm-hmm. And I also love Enjoy Chris that. Rock. Yeah. I remember seeing Chris Rock perform when I was 10 years old, and it changed my life. But I also am not black. Mm. Mm-hmm, that, yep. And I'm also not a man. Mm. But I think, I mean, there could be a industry level of like seeing it in, in terms of like, okay, if anyone was on an award show stage and got physically assaulted or attacked in that manner for any reason, like I understand that he was going after Will Smith's wife and everything. Shout out to, you know, defending your partner. Because I don't think that it was... Oh, wow. I'm, you know, I'm not defending Will Smith's actions, but he did what he did, and it was entertainment. You're acting like we would have actually watched the Oscars if that didn't happen. Yeah, Stop fair. acting like that didn't give you ratings. Yeah. Nobody was watching the Oscars that year. Nobody's going to watch the Oscars. Like, it did. And honestly, I feel like, I mean, obviously... Things take time to heal, mm-hmm. and these are two icons, and I feel like there'll be a time where everything will right. be back to normal everything again. But people need to heal, yeah, and I'm excited to, to see what Chris does, and I hope Will invites me over. Yeah. So Same. I think segueing into that, I want to get together. your— Yeah, together. That'd be great. I want to get your opinions on Oscar predictions because I know it's a hot fucking year and there's some good films out there and I want to get everyone's predictions. And so when we get this out, when this comes out on Thursday, I just want everyone to really think about what films are going to be nominated for. Start fights with your friends about it. Don't slap your friends about it. But (laughs) um, so we have everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, if they do the right thing, I think everything everywhere all at once will win Best Picture. I think it will too. And I saw it. I loved it. I, oh, it's. I think it's one of the best films I've ever seen. And then obviously there's Tar. Now Tar gets me feeling a type of way. And when mm. I see Kate, Kate Blanchett conducting music, conducting was music, was it really good? I have not seen it, but it, I've seen <laughs> no. But what I've seen are like little clips from it, and it's just like as someone who's queer, Kate Blanchett is the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Period. Just like stop sentence right then and there. Mm. So I also love Triangle of Sadness. I did you it, really? Oh yeah. Did you see it? I started it and I couldn't get into it. Oh, I thought it was incredible. I, think I walked Her- into my roommates watching it and saw them in the jungle. But other than that, I don't know. What's I going I on. think it's so funny, and I think the woman who like ended up you know, at the end um, torturing them is so iconic and talented. And I think Harris Dickinson is so talented, and I love Harris Dickinson. Um, I'm a big fan of that, but I definitely think. Everything Everywhere is a front runner. I think Avatar has a really good chance. Huh? I do. Why? Avatar The Way of Water? Yeah. I think what? it does too. I think it does. Okay, so for best actor, <laughs> Avatar, we have Brandon Fraser for The Whale, Austin Butler in Elvis, yeah. Colin Farrell in The Banshees, Bill Knighty in Living, and Paul Mescal in After Sun. Paul so Mescal. This is really a competition between Austin Butler and um, Brendan Fraser. And I really feel like we were leaning towards Austin Butler until Brendan Fraser took home the SAG Award, which I think said a lot about the Oscars because usually the SAG kind of informs that. And I think the SAG uh, ensemble went to Everything Everywhere All at Once, if I'm not. Yeah, yes, it did. Did it? Can you guys check that? It did. Which in history... Um, it has been shown that the cast that wins ensemble is usually the one that's going to win Best Picture. Oh. So that's that. Um, I think that 
Brendan Fraser has had like an extremely long career and hasn't gotten, you know, the chances that that he's needed to really showcase himself until the whale. He's really incredible in it. But I think Austin's performance alone, even in this like single, you know, major career uh, role, I think still earns him the Oscar. I think he was so fabulous in it. And I wouldn't be mad at either of them winning. But if I had to guess, I... Yeah, well, who would you choose? Well, I think I want Austin Butler to win because mm. he was on the Disney Channel. And Aww. I feel okay. like he's young. You know, we've seen his journey. Um, I think Austin Butler will win. Okay. If I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like this is one of the first years and someone who's, like, derived from the stage, like myself character actors and character mm -hmm. uh the portrayal of these specific types of characters or something that we haven't seen in so long and it's so beautiful like with brandon fraser and the whale i mean i think we need to remind ourselves he was blacklisted for a while because he came out and spoke about you know his sexual assault within mm -hmm. someone in the industry and people wouldn't work with him for years mm -hmm. and he's he was in you know the what was it the uh, he was in uh, the mummy the mummy he was in what's the swinging uh george of the jungle george of the jungle he was in so many <laughs> got that look look and he was in so <laughs> many things and i think his performance it's incredible is out of this it, world I, and he and he needs his flowers he needs his flowers needs his and flowers. i do think austin can should i think both can exist at the same time where you can recognize and not win the performance so mm -hmm. i guess we'll see so and if then, someone said that i would vote for brendan so maybe brendan is gonna be winning yeah i kind of want him to win too i do want him to like, win he's I'm had sorry. a longer like austin is gonna have another chance to like do it That's but it's true. like you know a little bit older he's a little bit more seasoned and this will be a good time for him to get the recognition for his whole career. I agree. It's kind of like Leonardo with The Revenant. Like, yes. so many things. It's like The Revenant wasn't the movie to get. Like, not saying that. First I of think all, Wolf I haven't of, seen The Revenant. I think The Wolf of Wall Street should have got him that Oscar. Right. It's like there are so many other movies that you could have picked to give Leo the Oscar. And really, that was just the Oscar being given because it's like, come on, give him an Oscar. <laughs> like, um, and then I want to pause at the Best Actress. Mm-hmm. Best uh, actress is 100% going to be Michelle Yeoh. I mean, it's, if it's not her, I will never it, watch. The she Oscars has it again. in the bag, and I think everybody knows that. For yeah. supporting actress, I think the top four are Hung Chow, Stephanie, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Angela Bassett. I think the top three are Stephanie, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Angela Bassett. And I think ultimately it's going to come down to Jamie Lee Curtis and Angela Bassett. Two roles that were performed incredibly, but this award is so much more than this role I think it says a lot more about their career at large and both Angela Bassett and Jamie Lee Curtis I feel like have been at it for so long mm -hmm. and the academy tends to award based on people's journeys as journeys. opposed to the specific role itself as we saw Ooh. with Leo DiCaprio it's just yeah. something that they do I think this one is gonna go to Angela Bassett or Jamie Lee I think if I Same. had to pick I would I would want Angela I think she has had a more a steeper climb than Jamie Lee Curtis as far as roles. Um, I think they've been a lot more uh, emotionally challenging than some of the ones Jamie Lee has done. I think they both deserve it, but I think Angela's going to win. I agree, yeah. and I think Jamie Lee Curtis would even agree with us with that. No, yeah, I feel it's like really even literally the role that Angela plays in her respective story in her movie is greater than the role that Jamie Lee Curtis plays in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I saw Everything Everywhere All at Once. And honestly, Steph is Stephanie Sue the daughter? Yeah. 
period. Have you seen her audition tape for that? Yes, on that Twitter. That is one of the best, <laughs> on Twitter, it was one of the best performances I have seen in audition. You know, honestly, if it goes to either uh, Stephanie or Angela, I'll be happy. But the Oscars would be smart to just give it to Angela because the Ariana DeBose memes would have y'all trending. Just 100%. Saying. And I just also can't stand to see Jamie Lee Curtis on that stage doing, Michelle Yo, Michelle Yo. Like, the way that she, it's like, I've never seen a woman say so many positive things in such an angry voice. No, I love that. <laughs> I love their like, friendship. I love you. I love their friendship. <laughs> when, when they asked her about Angela Bassett's performance, she was like, everybody needs to shut the fuck up <laughs> because Angela Bassett and Michelle Yo, mm-hmm. Michelle Yo, Michelle Yo, I love you, Michelle Yo. Like, we get it. <laughs> I don't How care. There will, be no, Michelle, yeah. there will be no She's slander cute. of Jamie Lee Curtis in this home. But and I'll say that. I do know what you say, Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that. It's also the way she says it. Like, Michelle Yeoh. Not Michelle Yeoh. So with <laughs> that. You know what I mean? It's so weird. Yeah. I think the Oscars, Fashion Week, mm-hmm. the awful fucking horrific anti-trans bills, the Murdoch trials. Mm-hmm. I think we're set for today's episode. What yeah. do you, what, what 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 do you all think? Um, I think as well. Mm. I think as well. We mm. all. Set. I'm excited to see how everything turns out and live, laugh, fucking love, and yeah. fuck Marjorie Taylor Blue. Thank you all. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Dare We Say is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our showrunner, producer, and mommy. And Ari Schwartz is our producer and show daddy. Fiona Pastana is our associate producer. And Sandy Gerard is the almighty executive producer. It's hosted and produced by me, Josie Toda. And me, Yasmin Hamadi. And me, Alicia Pascual Peña. Our engineer and editor is Jordan Cantor. And Brian Vasquez is our theme music composer. Our video producers are Matt DeGroote, Narm Melkonian, and Dylan Villanueva, and Mia Kelman. Lastly, thank you to Jordan Silver, Gabriella Leverett, Jesse McLean, Caroline Haywood, Shayna Hortzman, Daisy Cruz, Danielle Jensen, and Awa Okaladi for marketing the show and making us look so damn good. 